Hi, welcome to the Thay Game Podcast. The <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Thay Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThayGame.com. Today's April 1st of 2022, uh, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in AMD, PayPal, and Intel. Thank you. So let's switch things up this time. Uh, let's talk about the new ThayGame.com website updates first. Uh, you can now go to thetagain.com slash futures, and then you can see um, the Dow futures and S&P 500 futures and NASDAQ futures. So this feature has been in my backlog for quite a while. Um, I remember trying to implement it, implement it before, but I had like the hardest time with just figuring out like even which symbols to um, track against. Uh, because if you guys and girls don't know, and something that I learned like just this week as I was building it, uh, by the way, thank you, Major, for the help earlier. Um, is that the, for example, the like S and P future symbol is E S E S equals F. Like there's there you can have equal symbols in symbols. It, I like I had no idea that you can even do that. So that was a big hurdle that I got over. It was a big learning moment for me for sure. Um, but yeah. I sometimes go to cnn.com slash business slash markets slash pre-markets for my um, futures info for like, you know, if like right before I go to bed, maybe like I'll look it up and see, oh, our futures green or red and then kind of just like do do that whole like process. But I figured, hey, if I'm visiting cnn.com all the time, why don't I just bring that functionality into the website and then so now i'm just visiting my own website and you know using my own website where there's no ads there's no ads on there so thank you to the patrons that help support the website right um and then there's also no like annoying modal that pops up saying oh sign up for this sign up for that so i just thought it would help everybody out if i just had the features prices on thetagame.com slash thetagame instead of getting bombarded with all these like different ads for everything or just making it a simple process so that was a really fun feature to build. I'm glad I finally got that out of the way. Uh, I've had a few follow-up questions in the Discord, like asking if I'm gonna develop more um, future-related uh, like features. And right now, to be honest, no, because I just have a massive backlog of other types of work that I want to get done. Uh, namely, I want to be able to rework some of the what the notifications UI looks like, and I want to continue building um, the patron dashboard that I'm building for the patrons. Um, but yeah, maybe later in, in like maybe next year, like quarter three or four, maybe I revisit, you know, supporting futures a little bit better, but right now it's just not high of a priority. And before we get into today's topic, I want to give like just a brief, uh, opinion, I guess, on where, where the market is right now and how I feel about it. So the last, I believe, like week, we've been going pretty vertical in terms of like a rally. So NVIDIA has been doing well. AMD has been doing well. I think I mentioned that on not only the uh, podcast, but also the live stream. So we talked about how we were kind of ripping from the bottom and now it's starting to seem like it's starting to correct. Waking up this morning, like just to put this in context, I was down maybe like $1,000 um, for the day uh, and then... At the end of the day, you know, as I was working and then, you know, the the bell rang for the, the market close and then I look at my account and then uh, I actually ended up $100 up for the day. We are facing a lot of volatility right now. And when there's a lot of volatility, there is a, a large amount of ways to make money, but even a larger amount of ways to lose money. So 
be really careful with how you make your decisions. I know I say that all the time, but I'm going to go a little bit more into just, you know, uh, like a real life story of someone that, um, you know, I just got disclosed to that lost a lot of money. Um, and hopefully it resonates with some of you that might have had that experience before on the way to have that experience or, you know, just something to think about as you continue to trade because having this in your forefront of your mind is really helpful a lot of times so that, you know, you get reminded that you aren't invincible and things can happen to you where it can be life-changing, not only for the positive with those, you know, sick gains that everyone's making on the internet, uh, but you can also ruin your life or make it incredibly hard. Right, so we'll kind of go into a little bit of that uh, later in the podcast episode as well. Okay, uh, the first bit here uh, comes from uh, it's a question coming from Marin Kovic uh, Onjen. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that name. My apologies, but um, he sent me a DM on Twitter, and yeah, surprisingly, sometimes I read them. Like it's a very brief glance, but then if I see like some genuine question in there, sometimes I like take the time to respond. But um, uh, by the way, Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, uh, or anything else really besides my email at juniatheatergame.com has a severely low chance of being seen. So. Just send all your all your thoughts, your positive ones, your negative ones to Juni at ThetaGang.com and I can promise that it will be read. I can't promise I'll reply to it just because there's so many, but um, by all means, uh, if you want to send anything my way, Juni at ThetaGang.com email is the way to go. So the question goes like this. Uh, hey Juni, I've, I've recently started listening to your podcast and have a question. Imagine your average spread of 70% of success with a max gain of $100 and a max loss of $400. Wouldn't the expected value of such a trade be minus $50? And he goes ahead and plugs the numbers in for the equation and um, like shows that it equals minus $50. But I just don't want to say the equation just because you know, you're probably in the car and you don't want to do the mental gymnastics. But just to dumb down the question... So it's just simpler. Marin is just basically saying like, hey, Junie, uh, you like to do 70% success trades with a max loss of $400 and a max gain of $100. Uh, according to this equation, you're supposed to lose money. Uh, why are you somehow making money? So here's, here's the way that I look at it. And for any of those uh, that are listening that are newer, I show all of my trades at thetagang.com slash junie. You can scroll all the way down and you can see all the spreads that I used to do. Um, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it that's more than just an equation. Is that, number one, the stock market usually goes up, okay? Right now is a very different time than when I was doing spreads back then. When I was doing spreads back then, the biggest thing that we had to worry about was like the China-US trade war that was happening. And that was really, in the grand scheme of things, with coronavirus having happened and the Russia-Ukraine conflict happening, that was really nothing. Uh, and the stock market was just normally just on a steady trend going up. Volatility was pretty low, like relatively low back then. And we're, I'm talking about like 2019 area when the market was just going up. Um, so... When you zoom out of the graph, right, imagine um, you're taking a bet and you want to say like, okay, what type of bet should I make that gives me the biggest chance of success? 
And I would argue that a put credit spread will win more often than a call credit spread. In a shorter time frame, if you time it right, maybe call credit spreads can pay out more because, you know, maybe it's just more unexpected or, you know, you could profit more off of just like, uh, I don't know, just some bearish downtrend that's very quick and very aggressive. But in the long run, if you were to do put credit spreads, especially in a bullish environment where, you know, there's not so much news floating around, then maybe, uh, you know, betting that the stock market will trade flat or up will be better than a call credit spread where you uh, bet against the trend going down. So that's the first part is that, you know, while this question um, talks about a 70% success chance uh, of a spread, um, what it doesn't specify is the type, right? Marin is basically saying, hey, Junie, you do 70% success with spreads. But I don't think that's actually specific enough, right? I'm only doing, or I used to really only do put credit spreads. There were there was a period of time where I did call credit spreads too, but I found most of the time I lost on those more often than put credit spreads because you know everyone likes the meme of like, oh, you know, stocks only go up, and there is some truth to that. Is like in the entire history of the stock market, we have been fine and especially going through coronavirus crash like i i fundamentally believe that we'll be okay eventually i don't know exactly how long it'll take but if your bet is like hey we'll go flat or up it's way better than betting that we're gonna go down because we can only go down for so long if it's the last time if it happens, you get what I mean? Because if this is just one of those blips, then chances are you're going to start losing very, very quickly on the way back up. But who knows? Maybe this is the ending of the world and this is the last time, but chances are it's not. So to fix the question, it's more like, hey, Junie, I noticed that you do 70% probability of success, put credit spreads, and then that would be more accurate because when I'm choosing between a call credit spread and a put credit spread, I'm really just eliminating 50% of my choices right off the bat with put credit spreads, which in the long term are going to perform better than call credit spreads simply because the stock market tends to go up. Another thing that the expected value equation doesn't consider is that you have all the power in the world to take profit when you think it's best. So. There are times when I will take profit off the table if um, there's a macro wave down. Like for example, um, if there's like a big news event, I have a lot of positions open that are green, that like a big news event that's bearish and that I'm green on everything. I'll sometimes choose to take those positions off the table and I'll secure the profits, let the dust settle and then continue trading put credit spreads on the way up. What this expected value equation considers is that I put on 70% probability profit trades like all the time. Like I keep the trades going back to back to back. But what I say in the podcast all the time is like I like trading on the way up, right? I notice that my activity for trading um, slows down quite a lot when things are very volatile like right now or things are very bearish you know, kind of like right now. I just don't know if bearish is the right word for right now because we're, we've are we been ripping so hard and now we've kind of corrected a little bit. So you win some, you lose some. Um, but yeah, 
So this entire expected value equation is really uh, aiming at people that like to trade no matter what day, no matter what time. Um, but if you really just only trade in opportune environments, it works out a lot better in your favor. Some of you are just like, oh, that sounds like a lot of mumbo jumbo. Yeah, trading in optimal environments. Who doesn't want to do that? And that's part of the game is like understanding how to be patient. A lot of people like trying to catch the bottom, but they end up just catching a knife instead. There's nothing that um, you sh that should be telling you like, hey, you know, this stock just had like a minus 8% day. Right now is the best time to buy the stock. Because there's a chance that, you know, it goes down 2 more percent tomorrow, maybe 5% the next day. Who knows, right? And spreads are not good for timing those types of things because the diff main difference between a normal theta gang strategy versus like a put credit spread or call credit spread is that in the max loss scenarios of theta gang strategies, say you sell like a cash secure put, you get assigned stock. And, you know, stocks are forever. Stocks do not expire. But if you lose on a call credit spread or a put credit spread, you lose money. And that is a loss that you realize right away. Here is a uh, another way of looking at the 70% probability of profit metric, right? At any given time, anywhere in the graph, and I mean any current day, there is always a trade that will have a 70% probability of profit. Always, just like with any broker app, you can always look at, you know, in Robinhood, it's labeled chance of profit, I think. Uh, in Robin or in, in uh, Tastyworks, it's a probability of profit. Uh, each broker has its like own little way of describing the number. Um, but think about like right now, um, you know, we've had like a really volatile day, like today, Friday, the April 1st. Um, a 70% trade today uh, means that like, hey, we just had a volatile day. If you want to put a 70% trade on, it's probably like a little bit out the money in, in like either direction, uh, depending on whether you put on a put credit spread or a call credit spread. But right now, there's not really much of a trend going on. We've been whipping up and down, up and down just because there's so much news about Ukraine, Russia, about oil, a little bit about inflation. And so we haven't had a stable trend. Now, compare that to like 2019, like the tail end of 2019 before the coronavirus. Um, we were going like in a very, very like linear line, maybe some blips down on some China war stuff, but like we were doing really, really well as an economy and as a stock market, uh, just going up. And that type of environment, it gets very predictable of what your 70% probability of success looks like what that trade looks like right now 70 percent probably a profit that's not like true value in my opinion right like if we're going up and down up and down today 70 percent probably a profit isn't really 70 percent to me it's to me it's still more of a coin flip because there's so much news that could come out maybe if you put a call credit spread and then you know you think the market is going to tank or you think the market is going to cool off more because of uh, uh, rising interest rates, inflation, and you think the Russia-Ukraine conflict uh, happens uh, more. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, Putin and Ukraine decide to have an agreement on ceasefire on all fronts. And then the stock market moves. What happened to your 70% probability of profit, right? 
the 30% was there, but really like the, the amount of news that can fluctuate the market right now doesn't make sense to put on something like a 70% probability, probability of profit trade and view it as a 70% probability of profit. It makes no sense to me where people are putting on like 90% probability of profit trades right now because you're just simply not getting paid enough to take on that risk. So you should be thinking of other ways to maximize your gains and whether that's dollar cost averaging in like your favorite stocks or you know something that's more tangible in the event that um, not only we go up, but on the way down. You can always dollar cost average on stocks, but you can't dollar cost average on options, at least not as well. So I just want to circle back on the first point that I was making there is at any given time, there is always going to be a trade that has a 70% uh, probability of profit. Always, no matter what time uh, you're entering the trade, there's always one of them that will be at like 70% probability of profit. The way that you want to be the most successful with you know, picking the right one that's at 70% probability of profit is recognizing an uptrend. I say this all the time, it's like, you don't want to catch the knife right? You don't want to be the hero to catch a knife. That's what other people are there for. That's what the rich people are there for. The big money makers, let them volunteer to catch at the bottom. Yes, you won't get that, that like dollar crisp of a deal catching the bottom. But you can instead wait for the bottom to form and then start trading on the way up. Suddenly, that 70% probability profit trade is just a little bit more probable because now you're trading with the trend. Imagine the inverse of that where you're trading a 70% probability of profit trade at a support, right? If on any given day it breaks that support, there is a strong chance you're going to lose that trade if it's a bullish one, right? Because you're you're wivering at the support. And I understand that your trade has a 70% chance of success but a support is a support. And if it breaks through that support, it's gonna be hard to break through that new resistance, which was the support, and then you know have your trade eventually win. So there are different times uh, where 70% can mean different things. And that's all contingent on where you are in the current graph um, and how you view what the you know short-term versus medium versus long-term outlook of the stock graph is. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you need to know all of these different indicators like the RSI, EMA, Oogla Boogla, like any of those stuff. Like I don't I don't I don't really care for supports all too much. I don't base like my entire trading philosophy behind like technical indicators or any of that stuff. Really, it's just making sure that you feel comfortable enough to write out the trade for as long as you want, depending on what your thesis is. So I can tell you the exact textbook rules of how I trade, but you'll still end up making your own decisions. Some of them super correct, some of them, uh, you know, whatever, and some of them super wrong, right? If say, for example, you know, you start taking uh, trades off the table too early, uh, like, you, oh, you know, this trade has a max gain of $100, you got $20 on top of that and you exit early, right? And then um, maybe 
later on the stock ends up mooning and then you miss out $80 on profit or miss out $30 on profit if you're doing a 50% trigger. But like vice versa, like what happens if you um, exit a trade on uh, like a, a loss of $200 because it was a max loss of $400, right? And you wanted to just cut losses so you didn't want to write it out. You thought it might go down more. And uh, you end up realizing a $200 loss. But you figure out like a week later if you stayed in the trade, um, you would have made it, you would have been okay. You would have ended green and you would have been fine. Right, like human emotion is such a huge part of trading, which is why I don't like focusing on you know just the dollar, uh, the exact dollar of like these expect expected value equations too much because you can know all of these different equations, you can know all of these Greek values, you can know all about these indicators and stuff. But really, until you start trading and you start losing money uh, and start making money, you're not going to know what really works for you. It's always just finding what works for you. Um, so, you know, during that time in 2019, when I was trading uh, spreads, uh, I found that what worked for me was bullish spreads because I like the idea that as long as the stock market traded flat or up, that I would win. That idea just really resonated with just how I viewed the stock market, right? A lot of that opinion can be heard, especially during the coronavirus crash, where I was still doing podcast episodes, talking about how I was optimistically bullish that we would return back to normal. Because, you know, that's what everyone would want, right? We don't want the world to end. So that's what put credit spreads are to me. Is like, hey, you know, as long as we don't die, I think we'll be, you know, somewhat fine. Um, but yeah, and also, yeah, just trading those types of spreads, like put credit spreads, and then 70% uh, probably profit was like just the perfect amount for me for when I uh, would just want to receive premium um, and not so much like maximize like the chances where um, my options start getting assigned because some of the legs are in the money and not the money, etc. Um, but then, yeah, like I mentioned, 2019 was also a different time and it was a different, um, portfolio size as well. My portfolio was a lot smaller back then. Um, when I was trading first training spreads, I had like $3,000. I was upping my auto deposits to maybe like up to like 10 K, right? Like I got up to a 10 K portfolio before I started selling, uh, cash secure puts. And then after I started selling cash secure puts, I was just kind of like, oh, you know what? You know, what's the point of selling put credit spreads when, you know, my max loss for selling cash secure puts is just, you know, owning stock. And I just thought that was more appealing and I never looked back. So while I don't have like years of experience selling spreads, I feel like, um, you know, the environment that I was in was very, um, like very conducive, very, it enabled selling put credit spreads very well we were in a very macro oriented uptrend like everything was like slowly just going up we weren't ripping but we were definitely going up um like would i trade spreads right now probably not no it's just too volatile for any of the max losses to make sense i don't think 70 percent probability of profit even put credit spreads right now are worth it just because there there's a chance that we just gap down on Monday this coming Monday because there's like war news that just comes out of nowhere and you know inflationary risk is high and you know there's an interest rate cut that we're expected to have 
or six more interest rate um or sorry hikes that we're supposed to have uh in this given year so it's a dangerous time for spreads and you have to take on yourself to know when it's a dangerous time versus when it's a less dangerous time of course all styles of trading are always going to be really really dangerous if you don't keep them in check if you only have ten thousand dollars to your name and you use all ten thousand dollars to trade that is a very very dangerous thing to do right i always talk about uh, accounting for max loss if you play with the ten thousand dollars you should be be prepared to lose ten thousand dollars uh it's why i always say you should be maxing out your ira you should be you know having um you know some sort of like nest egg so that you don't, you know, blow your entire bankroll on something that is really, really important. Options can ruin your life. Stocks can ruin your life. You know what else can ruin your life? Fast food can ruin your life. There are so many things in the world. Vegetables can ruin your life if you eat too much. It would be really hard to do, but you get what I mean, right? Like everything needs to be uh, needs to have some sort of um, limit or moderation that you yourself, uh, you know, deploy. It's like it's not on anyone else's responsibility, but yourself to make sure that you're taken care of uh, and you understand the risks of everything. It's very, very tricky to be able to navigate the stock market without, you know, blowing up. I talk about blowing up all the time. I've blown up a few times before. And it's just something that I want to start helping prevent, right? It's like the entire premise of this podcast. If everyone traded perfectly and, you know, everyone made money and no one blew up, there would be nothing for me to talk about on this podcast. This podcast would be super boring. I would just be talking about, oh, these are my favorite stocks for 2022, or this is this is my favorite way to trade earnings. Get in now before it's too late. I don't do any of that stuff. But before going on like a tangent, um, I just hope that everyone's doing all right. It is a very very volatile market and. You know, people are learning from like the corona. Like, imagine how many people joined in on the stock market from the coronavirus crash, uh, from the coronavirus rally, as I should say. A lot of new investors came during the coronavirus rally because semiconductors were really hot. GameStop, BlackBerry, all these meme stocks got the attention of so many people. The short squeeze thing, right? There's so many new people now. And then now the market's very volatile. People are still deploying their old strategies that they thought that, you know, hey, this worked fine in 2020 and 2021. Why is it not working anymore? It's because the market environment is totally different. But because that they're so new and they haven't really experienced any other um, type of market, they don't really have anything to gauge on. So to summarize with a point, like, the max loss of $400 and a max gain of $100 with a 70% probability of profit, the expected value equation pumps out a minus $50 return. But I made money during the time that I did spreads. So that is undeniable proof that it can work. Sure, I don't have the most amount of data in the world about spreads, but I do have some at thetagang.com slash juni. Just go to my trade log, scroll all the way to the very bottom, 
and you can see all the spreads that I did, especially for like the year 2019. And what people um, don't realize is like, I can just say like things like, oh, you know, just plug in the expected value equation for a max gain and max loss for what will work and a probability profit that will return something positive and you'll be fine. But that's irresponsible of me though, right? Because then I'd be talking about, um, you know, telling you to do something like uh, that I've never done, which is not something that I do on this podcast. It's not something I do on the website. It's not something I do ever. I really only ever talk about my own experiences and what works for me and that you could draw inspirations for yourself and just do things that maybe that cater to your own side. You get to nitpick like the favorite parts of, you know, my system and come up with your own. So I pride myself in that, in that I don't have all the information in the world, but I do have my information. All of that is public. That is the entire premise of, you know, making sure that traders are more transparent with how they do and what they do. And, you know, I want to make sure that you feel comfortable in learning from me. If, uh, you know, I, if I didn't show my trades, how would you know that like, oh, Junie did really get this uh, experience or like Junie really did win during this time or Junie really did face these losses during this time. All of that, again, is available at thetagang.com slash Junie. I would never tell you to do something that I have never done. It's just not part of my DNA. I don't even, I don't feel comfortable with telling you to do something that I've never done because I don't understand it. Like, why would I tell you to do something that I don't understand? But what I do understand is how to navigate the option chain. I know how to navigate like out of pretty red scenarios, that's for sure. But um, yeah, if if it if it's something that I've never done, aka you know like a strategy that you know has a positive expected value number, uh, then I can't tell you to do that. If you want to experiment for yourself, by all means, you should do it. And if you know there's a high chance that it could possibly work, especially if my expected value was negative and I ended up being okay. But this is kind of where the differences in trading philosophies um, start, you know, really showing up. Is like. Are you going to be able to hold through your red times? Are you going to be able to take green before getting too greedy? How do you know when you're greedy? How do you know when you're taking too many losses? How do you know when to adjust? All of that you can really only ever learn by trading small, trading often, and starting off on like sm with small footstep trades. You don't want to make your first few trades like thousands of dollars like how Wall Street bets kind of conditions you to do because that's how I definitely used to trade. But, you know, m on my first uh, Theta Gang venture when I was just selling put credit spreads and call credit spreads, my max loss was 100 bucks, right? I nibbled really, really small and then got really comfortable with uh, obtaining the amount of premium that I was personally happy with with the max loss that I was personally happy with. I didn't even know about the expected value equation when I was first starting out. I just did what felt comfortable to me and it worked during that period of time because 2019, um, you know, mid to late 2019 was a different period of time. It was before coronavirus and the market just seemed to just only want to go up and it was a it was a fun time. I had a lot of fun trading spreads, but now it is a different beast and I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to navigate uh, whippy environments. I thought I was doing a pretty good job being patient, um, but you know, catching some tail ends of you know uh, rips up. Uh, I'm currently down on 
PayPal and AMD, but I'm hopeful. Uh, I understand that my trading horizon is pretty long. Like I, I trade so that I can trade tomorrow. That's for sure. Um, I have about 60% in cash right now. So I'm not in any rush to really um, deploy the rest of my cash. I understand that we can definitely head lower. Um, it's only been like a few months into the new year. Start off really shaky and it could definitely keep going down. But yeah, still learning. It's I, I learn new things uh, every week. It's really like a fun hobby if you keep it fun. But it can get really dangerous. Uh, account for max loss. Uh, be safe, and I'll see everybody next week. Okay, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Game. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Game. You can email me at Junie at ThetaGame.com. Theta Game is proudly partnered with TastyWorks. The signing up with the Theta Game referral code is a huge help. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, my patrons at Pocket Change, Avrilian, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Symmetrics, Pasture Bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, Nor Norkel, Royal, Mitch Brady 7. Upstream, Puddle, Craig Thomas, DJ Wilson, BJ Kim, Statistic Random, Mr. Integrity, Jeffy Deleted, Jeffy86, Iron Bell, Wheaton, DJ Mac, 86, Now Black TC, Mom, NT, Fit6, Chibonis, M. Hayden, Lolo, Mr. Steezy, Mano, Dum Dum, Grandpa, 95, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Maestro XC, McFly, Seneca, Man Man Man, Chicken Dinner, Ivan Yurkanov, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Daisy Reservist, Jester Kiput, Rest Here, Shifty, AG Theater Ray, ULXV, El Finko, R4RT, Can't Make Mining, IRL, and Ensis, 88. Wow. And. I think that's about it. I'll go ahead and talk about more about 1% section stuff next week. Um, as far as this week, I've just had like a really long work week. Kind of excited to um, just kind of chill for this weekend. Not doing anything crazy. Going fishing tomorrow morning with my roommate. So that'll be fun. And then um, celebrating a birthday. So that'll be also cool too. And uh, yeah, I mean... Be thankful for, you know, all the things that, you know, are happening to you right now. It's like, I catch myself being ungrateful sometimes. And trust me, there are some times where, yes, you can definitely be entitled to how you're feeling, especially if you're feeling sad. I'm not saying, oh, don't be sad. You got to be grateful. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But if, you know, you're mentally exhausted and you're just tired of thinking like negative thoughts or things are bringing you down... Just like take a pause for like five seconds and just like, just like breathe in. And life really isn't that bad. I mean, we do only have one life to live, which is like a, the yellow thing, right? You only live once. Um, cringe, by the way, but it's true. You you really. You only really do get one chance at this and you know you gotta make the best of it no matter like what circumstances you you're dealt um i get sad like pretty often i'd say it's not like debilitating where i don't think i have depression i'm not gonna say like oh i'm depressed because i don't want to take away from people that really are but um yeah i mean i'm not like the most cheerful person um uh you know outside of the podcast and live stream but there there are times when I'm just like, wow, you know what? My my mom is going through it. I see, you know, all the pain that goes into like, you know, mental health and physical health. And it's like, I am pretty lucky to be able to have the mental capacity to, to like take care of my mom. I have like a decent job and 
Uh, I have like a passion project that I love working on that keeps me really sane because, man, if I did not like my job and I didn't have like a passion project to work on, I don't know what I would be doing, right? Like I, I am so thankful that I have something to work on, but this is just something that I've always done in my life, right? Like I talk about, you know, all the projects that I've failed on and how it set me up for success for Theta Gang when I got a chance and yeah, I've been just doing a lot of that, that thinking because when life, not when, not when life, but like when work especially gets hard and I notice that like a lot of my free time is like getting eaten up, not by like work per se, but like thinking about work, then it gets me thinking like, dang, you know, I need to slow down. I need to start spending more time with myself, which is why like I squeezed in like extra time to work on like fading this week, but yeah, and continue to trade too. Trading is uh, definitely a learning moment. It's definitely a learning experience for me right now. I'm, um, I'm finding myself, you know, uh, I'm used to having bad entries, um, and I'm continuing to continue to have bad entries. But I've already clawed out of my Nvidia position with like a, a pretty sizable gain, like a seventeen hundred or fourteen hundred dollar gain, something like that. Um, but then now I'm just down on AMD and PayPal, but that looks like it'll be, you know, a while before that starts correcting again. I thought it was close last week because we had such a stellar bounce, but of course with all really strong bounces, there have to be some sort of correction, right? So all part of the process, slow and steady, trying to like not blow up along the way, right? I don't want to get impatient and say, oh, you know what? I was so close to breaking even. Now I'm just going to buy puts because, you know, it seems like we're going to go back down and I'm never going to break even. So I'm just going to take it all out on buying puts on the way down. It's like, it's crazy what your mind makes you do sometimes. And sometimes you just got to slow down, understand how long you have left to trade. For me, it's basically up until like I'm, I don't know, till I can't click a mouse anymore. Like I just find this fun and it's something that I love to do. So yeah, anyway, I'm gonna eat my Chipotle. Um, you know, just as, as a fun thing, just in, just to end this on a fun note, cause that was, that was kind of a downer, right? I don't want to end on a downer. That's, that's whack. Um, Chipotle, CMG, where are we on the graph? Let me see here. Nice. Very, very nice. I'd say, you know, if you if you look at the one year, yeah, it looks like your investment didn't really do anything for one entire year. Um, but like as of like one month, pretty nice uptrend. But if you go to the maximum graph, wow, that graph looks really nice. Very stable, looks like it's corrected a bit after a surge, so that's always nice. Uh, but it's, it's continuing what looks like an uptrend. And then the P&E ratio, is 69 which is very nice um yeah uh today i have a steak bowl with brown rice and the red salsa sour cream cheese guac and a little bit of that lettuce um i think that totals to like 900 something calories and then i had like 500 calories worth of chia seeds and milk earlier which is like double the amount of servings, but I was starving for some reason this today at lunch. So, yeah. And talk about my weight loss. Ah, I'll save this for next week. I'm too hungry. Um, but yeah, my weight loss stuff is going really well too. Um, 
but again, I'll just, I'll just kind of talk about that next week. I, I won't bore y'all. Um, have an amazing week. I appreciate all of you. Be careful out there. And uh, yeah, bye-bye.